CAT is an open source software project for data version control for geospatial data. So the purpose of CAT is to make it easy to store your spatial data um, in a way that uh, you can make changes to it and see those changes and um, push and pull those changes to other people. So collaborate on that data as well. So we sort of see, you know, way that people work in the GIS world, we, we work with a lot of files on your disk or on sort of a network share. And we have the sort of problem with how you manage all the copies of your data. CAD is our, our attempt to sort of solve that problem. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Geospatial Africa podcast. I'm your host, Inewong Benson. And in today's episode, I'll be talking to Hamish Campbell. So he's the product manager for coordinates.com. Uh, That's a company in New Zealand where he stays development in their special SaaS platform for large-scale spatial data. He's also the OSGO Ozenia Chartered member and the Force for G event organizer. Thank you so much for, for being here, Hamish. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Anibong, and it's uh, it's exciting to to talk to you. Yeah. So um so today we're going to talk about CART, right? The CART project. I mean a lot of people haven't heard about it. Um I when I came across it, I was really impressed with, you know, what you can do. So that's why I thought this would be a great opportunity to um have other people hear about, you know, CART and maybe start using it. So uh, before we dive into to um the discussion of the day, could you tell us about yourself, you know, how you go into just special? Yeah, it's a, it's a funny story, really. Um, um, a long time ago, I used to work for a, a fast food delivery company, actually, uh, here in New Zealand, and I was taking phone orders, and we had this big database of complaints for overdue orders. Um, and Google Maps first came out in New Zealand, and this probably um, makes me um, feel very old right now, around about 2008, I think. And I remember using that service to geocode these overdue complaints to figure out where um, figure out where deliveries were being late, and I put that on a map. And I didn't realize at the time, but I was doing some GIS analysis. And I think that's kind of where I got the bug. And from there, I was doing some software development and moved into a um, an, a GIS team at an engineering company. And there we were doing, you know, lots of civil engineering projects and, you know, water and roads and that sort of thing. Um, but I was a GIS developer helping them. And we were using all this data from a company called coordinates.com. And uh, Coordinates made it really easy to get data, and we were using it all the time. Um, and Coordinates was a tiny startup um, back then. This was um, a long time ago. Um, but it was a decade ahead of where other GIS portals were and how easy it was to find and get data. And in that team, we would use it pretty much daily to get the data that we needed. So I started talking to the uh, CEO, Ed, and um, eventually joined the team. And that was 2011, and uh, we've grown from four to 25 people. And uh, we've still got a, a lot of exciting stuff on the horizon too. So um, that's sort of how I got into into geospatial as a software developer. Um, since then, I've also got involved with Ausgeo too. So I'm part of Ausgeo Oceania um, and a Phosphogeo organizer. So yeah, so that's me. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's really, really interesting. I mean, think about where you came from, you know, taking orders and all of that, and then actually using, um, you know, geospatial technology to you know, to improve this. And then now you're moving into being a full, you know, GIS developer and, you know, solving problems. I think that's really, really interesting journey there. Yeah. You said in one of your other podcasts that it was one of the easiest in industries to sort of fall into. And I feel like that's me. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, so I, I know that you are a product manager at Coordinates, right? So what's your daily work like? What do you do at uh, Coordinates as a product manager? Could you tell us a little bit about that though? 
Yeah, broadly speaking, it, it sort of means gathering the upcoming work, figuring out what to do, um, breaking it down. Um, so, you know, we're a small software company, so breaking it down, making sure it gets done. Um, I kind of think of it a bit like air traffic control. So, you know, we've got some really highly capable people and they know what they're doing um, and they're working on lots of different projects. Um, and my job is really to give people what they need to take off or, you know, get their work started and provide some redirections along the way. Um, and then sort of make sure everything lands properly at the end and things don't intersect or, um, um, you know, um, cause problems. So, you know, uh, we're a SaaS product, so a software as a service website at And it means it's, you know, we're operational 24 seven and you're trying to fix things and add features and monitor how things are going all the time, but like maybe an airport that never shuts, it just has sort of quiet and busy times. So that's kind of, that's kind of how it feels like, right? You're, you're sort of coordinating a lot of work. Um, and trying to get trying to get all the work done. Um, it's exciting though, and uh, you know, no two no two days are ever the same. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that for a second. I think it's really great, and I think you're working with you know really amazing people there. So uh, let's dive into talking about card you know the card project now. Uh, I did a poll the last time uh, on Twitter, right, to try and understand how many people know about card, you know who's using card, and who has heard about CART before. So uh, it seems like a lot of people haven't heard about CART. So that maybe this is the time for, for you know you to share this information with us. So what, what is CART? What is the CART project? Could you tell us uh, about this? Yeah, so CART is an open source software project. So that means that it's um, freely usable. Um, everyone can look at the source code and make modifications and and um, and use it, you know, so um, without any, um, no payment at all. Um, it's open source software project for data version control for geospatial data. So the purpose of CART is to make it easy to store your spatial data um, in a way that uh, you can make changes to it and see those changes and um, push and pull those changes to other people. So collaborate on that data as well. Um, so we sort of see, you know, uh, in the in the the way that people work in the GIS world, we, we work with a lot of files on your disk or on sort of a network share. Um, and we have the sort of problem with how you um, manage all the copies of your data. And uh, CART is our, um, our attempt to sort of solve that problem. Right. Cool. So we're going to come back to, you know, um, the, you know, data management uh, part of, of CART. But could you tell uh, us a little bit about the history of CART? Why, why you know, was there need to build this software? Because I know it was formerly called Snow. So why did the name change? And, you know, tell us a little bit about the issue behind uh, CART. Yeah, there's an old joke in software development. There are only two hard things in computer science, cache validation and naming things. Um, and it's sort of the naming things is, is what we're talking about. Um, we had a, we have a convention uh, in, in our, internally um, of using names of flowers for working names for projects. So when we start up a new thing and we, we need a name, we just pick a flower. Um, and CART actually started off as Snowdrop. Um, but software developers are also lazy and don't like typing, and we shortened that just to Snow, S-N-O, three, three letters. Um, and we really liked that name, and we all got used to it, and you know, our muscle memory kicked in, and you, you'd type it really quickly. Um, and, uh, uh, but unfortunately, we found that users were confusing that with um, Snowflake DB, which um, is a new-ish um, but very popular um, you know, database solution um, out there at the moment. Um, so yeah, we had to go and find a new name, um, which is a difficult problem. Um, so we had lots of discussions and arguments and we settled on cart with a K, so that's K-A-R-T. Um, 
And that's that's been good. It has you know interesting associations with mapping, you know the root word and cartography. Um, uh, but I guess most importantly, it was a uh, quick to type. So uh, so yeah, it's stuck now, and um, and now now we're used to it. And um, yeah, it's it's a good name, I think. Thank you so much for sharing, uh, you know, a little bit about the history of card with the listeners. So, uh, you did mention something about card being uh, a distributed version control for geospatial and satellite data, right? So, I know that version control is you know, a term in in um, software development. So, what really is it, and and why is it, and how how does it relate to geospatial data? Yeah, so version control means the ability to keep different copies of your data or your code or whatever you're working with. Um, all together in one place and to be able to easily get to different pieces and manage the change with that over time. Um, now, the reason that we got into it is because at Coordinates, you, we primarily help our customers publish lots of data and then we help our end users consume lots of data. So we help, you know, like government agencies, for example, who have heaps of data um, and they need to get it out to uh, planners and scientists and um, uh, engineers uh, who need to consume it for their work. And we're really good at that, but it's a one-way data flow and changes hardly ever go back the other way. Uh, so you'd hear from customers all the time, you know, how do I get feedback and updates on my data? And internally within organizations, they have exactly the same problem, right? So if you're uh, working on changes to your data that you want to publish, managing the changes that you're making to that and preparing releases is still quite a difficult problem. And the end users too, you know, so back when I was working in uh, in civil engineering, um, every project, you know, you'd have your data uh, folder and you'd make copies of uh, the data that you need, and then you would make changes to that data. But that those changes would almost never uh, move outside of that project. And if you ever had to update your data from, you know, if there were changes that happened in the meantime, that was really difficult. Um, and, you know, there are some tools out there. Um, they tend to be very expensive and they, they don't work um, particularly well for, um, particularly projects that span lots of people and different organizations. Um, but, you know, I work in the software world and we have exactly the same problem with code. You know, no one software project is, is written by yourself. You're always using code from other people. Um, you know, the open source world of code is enormous. And, and this whole problem of how you work with code between people has been solved for ages. So we've had systems like CVS and Subversion and tools like Perforce and and, uh, and our Git, which um, a lot of people will have heard of, even outside of the software world, um, is this uh, this really established and well-known, understood way of um, being able to collaborate on changes to some stuff. Um, and in, in the code world, you, you're really talking about text um, with a whole bunch of people and doing it in a way that's uh, really um, uh, reliable and safe. So it's difficult to accidentally lose things. Um, which, you know, if, you're, if you've ever worked in the GIS world, you know how easy it is to lose a bunch of changes when your software crashes. Um, and so the question is, you know, why not for data? That's what CART is, is about. It's about how you do collaboration and manage changes to data, not just for yourself, but within your team and then within the organizations that you maybe work with. And that might be data suppliers or consumers of your data um, inside and outside of your organization as well. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, what, that's what we mean by vision control. Oh, thank you so much for, for breaking that down for, for us. Uh, so I did hear you say that, you know, card solves the problem of, you know, managing changes, you know, you know on data sets, right? Because in JS, we're always making changes, right? We're always adding, deleting, updating stuff. And I think there's always a need to be able to track these changes, right? 
and uh, I think uh, in the commercial um, world, if not, not not mistaken, I think it's a software you know that allows for uh, you know where you have different versions. I think Act does that. Uh, is, is that comparable in any way to to what is achievable on Act, for example? Yeah, there are there are tools out there, but they they sort of suffer from a few problems. Um, you know, for example, um, that's great if you have a tool that you use internally. Um, and that's your tool. But if you actually want to then push and pull changes that you've made to other people outside of your organization and they don't use that same software, um, then then you've, you're in a bit of a bind. Um, a lot of the existing tools as well, they're focused on um, like a, a linear or sort of one-way change. So you can make a change and then you can make another change and you, you can only sort of lock the whole thing and, and make a change and then unlock it and... And if someone else is already making changes, then then you can't jump in and, and do things. So um, that's not in in Git and and um, a distributed vision control system. Um, you can have multiple people making multiple changes all at the same time, and the vision control system is able to pull those things together. Um, so um, I highlight the card is actually built on Git and teaches it how to work with. Uh, spatial and tabular data. And unlike some of those other tools, that means that you can have lots of people working on the same data at the same time in different places. And it's it's distributed vision control. So I can have a copy of the repository. You can have a copy of the repository. Um, we can put it in multiple places and we can send those changes between each other um, without having to have any particular type of um, centralized location for storing it. Um, so there have been other tools in the GIS world as well um, around. So we've learned a lot from the GeoGig project, for example, um, which was an earlier project that um, uh, had a similar approach, um, but um, didn't build um, on Git itself. So we've, we've tried to maintain compatibility with Git. So you get all the features that you uh, get with Git, um, but wrapped up in um, and with Cart to provide some spatial um spatial sort of capabilities as well well that's that's really also because um i've used git before so that that's that feels like if i know how to use git right it's easy to now use cart isn't it yes exactly if, if you've used git before then cart should be very natural to you and you should you should, all the things that you are familiar with git um work um as similarly as possible so we try and make it work the same way um but then it has extensions to get that um let you do uh, spatial specific things so uh, for example, um, you can do a spatial filter on your data. So if you have a data set that's for your whole country, but you're only working on your street, you can actually spatially filter your uh, data so that you're only working with your local data and you've got a much smaller data set, but you can still do all the things you need to be able to do. So you can still save changes and share those changes around, um, but without having to deal with the entire data set. Well, I think I think this is really interesting. And also the ability to support multi-editing workflow, I think that's that's really brilliant. I think because it's going to be using teams, organization that you know have you know a lot of data, and then they also need to be able to track changes made by different you know people in the organization. I think I also love the fact that with Cart, you you have that liberty of working um, in a cross-functional team. You don't have to be, be using the same you know software like if you're you know bound to uh, some kind of uh, proprietary software, right? People can can uh, basically use card irrespective of you know what software they're using. Yes, exactly. So we're really trying to bridge the gap between different uh, different types of software. 
Um, and not only within the GIS industry as well, right? So, you know, we're really used to people using um, the tools that we're familiar with, but there's, a, you know, we have a really broad user base um, and it includes people who use design software or, um, you know, uh, software developers who um, don't really know, um, are not super familiar with the underlying concepts that you need a proper GIS for, you know, like about CRSs and projections and things. Um, but they want to build other things on top of it um, and, you know, software and websites and that sort of thing. And, and CART is, uh, is really a bridge between all of those different use cases. Awesome. So uh, let me take you back a little bit. You, you did mention a bunch of terms, right, when you were um, talking about CART, right? Uh, like repositories, working copies, branch, pull, pull, um, pull and push. Did, could you uh, break this down a little bit for us in case, you know, there's someone listening that is not really familiar with these terms? So what is a repository? What's a working copy, a branch? What, what does it mean to pull and to push? A yeah. So a cart repository is it's kind of like the raw data store for all the data in your project. So by default, that has, that has a complete history of your data set. So it's not just your data that you have right now, but it's also all the changes you've ever made to it um, uh, and other little bits of uh, uh, metadata about, about what you have, right? So, so not only um, not only do you have what you have now, you have how it got to be like it is now. And one of the really nice features of Git that we we sort of inherit in Cart is you get a you get a cryptographic key that lets you verify um, lets you verify the state of your repository. So what it means is, you know, if I share that um, that key or it's it's called a hash, you know, a bunch of letters and numbers. Um, and if I share that with you, you're able to verify that the data that you have matches the data that I have, which is which is really great for shortcutting, you know, like, do we actually have the same data? Uh, it becomes very easy to check that. So that's a repository. It has all the data. Um, the other important phrase is uh, working copy. So the working copy is the piece you're looking at right now, and it's the one that you're actually editing and viewing in your in your JS system or linked to your project or or whatever it is you're doing with your data. So it's the data at a particular point in time, um, and you can edit it, um, and Cart will be able to tell you what has changed in that working copy and help you save those changes. So the other the other term that is important to know is a commit. So when you save the changes or commit the changes, uh, you're actually um, putting a new uh, copy into the repository. Um, it does a lot of clever stuff to, to save that as a change to your data, so you're not having to resave the entire data set. But you commit your change, and then that um, that change is now part of the history of your data set. So basically, you can, you can actually have uh, like you know history of, of all the changes that's been made, and you can look back and say, oh yeah, I think I can go back here, I can go back there, and and see what what changes were made at in you know, different point in time. Yeah, and now we get into some more advanced things. So a branch is like a different version of the data in the same repository. So when you create a branch, you say, okay, I I want to create a new history of the data. And you can commit your changes, so saving changes into that branch. But if you want to go back to the previous branch you're working with, you can check it out. So that's another term, but it means going back to a different version of the data with you know a different a name, um, and and being able to switch between different things you're doing. So you could have your main version, which is you know the the current um, copy of the data that is is current and and most up to date. <clears throat> but you can have a branch for different editing tasks you're doing. And you can switch between them, and Cart will keep your working copy. So that's the one that you're you're sort of viewing at any particular time. It'll always keep that up to date. 
And then when you're happy with a bunch of changes you've made on a particular branch, you can do what's called a merge. So the merge uh, tells Cart to figure out what has changed on a particular branch and then uh, pull those changes back into uh, what you're looking at at the current time. So if you've finished a bunch of editing, uh, you can run the merge and then you've got a new uh, history of your data that has all of your changes uh, from that branch that you created before. Um, so I guess the last piece of the puzzle is how you actually share those changes around and, and that's where pushing and pulling comes into it. Um, if we push a change, it means we're sending your changes up to some other location. So it might be a central server um, or another repository on your file system. And what that does is sort of find the differences between what you've got and what the other person has, and then pushes those uh, into the other location. And if you're doing a pull, it's the other way around. So when you do a pull, uh, it finds the changes that you don't currently have and pulls them into your system. So between all these different things, you can uh, create new branches, make change to those branches. Uh, you can push and pull those changes around um, and, you, and you're able to uh, um, work with other people in a way that um, lets you choose how you want to work. So you can have your own branches um, and you can choose when and how you want to pull and push those changes between each other. Awesome. I think that's a really, really like a lot of things to unpack there. And I think it's really, really interesting what Kart can, can do. So uh, we, we've talked about, you know, Kart, and I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, how do I get Kart? So could you, could you tell us how can someone get your hands on Kart and, and start using it? Yeah, certainly. So the easiest way is you uh, head over to the project website. So that's cartproject.org, and that's that's cart uh, with a K again, so cartproject.org. Um, and then you can download it for uh, all the major platforms. So it's really important to us that cart works on every platform. So we build for Windows, uh, Mac, and Linux. Um, it's also important to us that cart is a bells and whistles included type project. So um, you should be able to install it and everything should just work. And you should have all the pieces that you need to start using all the capabilities of cart. Um, that's been pretty challenging, but it's really high priority for us. Um, you can also um, get it from GitHub. So if you want to actually start building with it, um, you can go to github.com slash coordinates. That's with a K again, slash cart. Um, and you can get it from there. Um, and that links on the uh, on the Cart Project website as well. Well, thank you so much for that. So I'm going to um, add a link to, to the show notes so anyone who needs to to uh, get it could could uh, quickly go there. So say uh, someone has got Cart now, uh, you know, and they're they're very eager to start using it. So could you walk us through a typical workflow of of Cart, for for example? Yeah, so it's it's pretty easy to get started. Um, and again, if you're familiar with Git, this will sound very familiar. So um, the, the most basic uh, way to get started is by creating a new empty folder. And you run cart init, and that turns that folder into a repository. So your repository is really just a folder full of stuff. Um, and then you import some data to that, uh, to that repository. And there's a cart import command. So that pulls in your data into your cart repository and creates a working copy of your data. And from that point on, your data is part of the repository and any changes that you make uh, will be tracked by cart. So if you make some changes to your data and save those changes, you can run like the cart uh, status command or cart diff, uh, which means tell me what has changed. And then you can commit those changes into the repository. So at that point, you're, you're version controlling your data. Um, from there, you know, you can get into more advanced things like creating branches and merging those branches. And I think we've got a couple of tutorials at the Cart Project site too that you can look at. Um, 
Or if you want to start collaborating, uh, you need to set up a, um, a server that can accept um, Git repositories, and then you'll be able to push and pull those changes between other people as well. Um, so it's pretty it's pretty straightforward to get started. Uh, just cut init and cut import, um, and then uh, and then you've got a cut repository um, ready to go. All right, thank you so much for that. So you talked about you know cut being uh, version control software for geospatial data, right? And we can talk about geospatial data without talking about you know different data formats. So what data formats are supported on cut? If uh, you could share that. Yeah, so as, right now, uh, CART is um, mostly focused on vector data. So we support, you know, standard points, lines, and polygons, uh, but also tabular data. So you can also throw in um, non-spatial um, database tables, that sort of thing as well. Um, and uh, those will be vision controlled. Um, for your working copy, so that's the, the, um, the, the data on your disk that you're actually able to edit and work with, um, CART uh, supports GeoPackage. Um, well, CART started with support for GeoPackage. So that's a really great open source format. It, it's a pretty good drop-in for shapefiles if you're using shapefiles because it lets you store multiple data sets in a, in a single portable database. And it's well supported by um, most major software packages too. And so what that means is you can uh, uh, create your um, CART repository and you get a GeoPackage that you can start using. Um, we also support a few database connections. So you can create a working copy in a PostgreSQL database or Microsoft SQL database. Um, you can also use um, MySQL too, although spatial model is a little bit simpler and doesn't quite support everything in CART. Um, but what this means though, is that you could do your data editing in um, QGIS, for example, um, but you could have another repository that is linked to your database that's in some other location and changing, uh, making changes to your data um, becomes quite easy because you can edit it in QGIS and you can commit those changes and then you can push those changes to the repository that's linked to your um, database, for example, and you can pull those changes in very easily. So there's lots of ways of using it. And um, and especially if you're working with vector data day to day, it, it'll give you a lot of um, benefits straight off the bat. Oh, thank you. So uh, I hear you mentioned QGIS there. We're going to come to that. But uh, I understand that card is a command line utility program, right? And so there's not that easy GUI interface where someone can interact with it, right? So is there any plan to, to actually develop a GUI type uh, front end for, for CART? I mean, this could help people who are not really technical who, who haven't used Git before or, you know, who are not really familiar with the command line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we are super mindful that, um, you know, our industry, the GIS industry is full of experts um, in their own domain. <clears throat> you know, people who are, um, they know how to work with databases and spatial uh, anal analysis and, and all sorts of things. And we don't necessarily expect everyone to go and want to learn a new software tool um, with a command line. And um, and uh, we know that people will, but um, for a lot of people, um, we do want to provide a um, a nice um, app to work with it too. So yeah, we are working one as a company. Um, we want to build a desktop application uh, for working with cart repositories as well. Um, and that's in progress and, and hopefully we release soon. Um, so that gives you a really good user interface of working with repository data and some of the visual aspects that you really need as well. So uh, being able to visually preview changes is really important. <clears throat> um, and also merge conflicts. So if you've worked with Git, you're probably thinking, you know, how do we deal with merge conflicts where two people have modified um, the same feature in different branches? Um, 
And what this means is when you pull those changes together, you've got to figure out how, um, you know, what, what wins, what was the correct change from these two changes that happened at the same time. And one of the goals um, that's really difficult to do in a, in a command line, right? <laughs> like you can't visualize that change easily. It's not like text where you can be like, well, you know, um, Jane's modified this line to be X and Bob's modified it to be Y. Um, so part of the, the idea behind the, the GUI tool is to give you a visual way of, of solving those types of problems. Um, so that'll be coming. I don't have a date for that, unfortunately. Okay, I think it's it's great news that, that you know we should be expecting that. So that's that's really great. So um, I understand that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. That current repositories are offline, right? And so the question is, how the, does the the aspect of multi-user editing come in? How does that happen? Say, for example, people are in different locations, right? They're not using the same network on the same computer. How do they um, use Cart to execute this multi-editing scenario? Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. So, and this is the sort of the the distributed part of the distributed version control is that everyone has a copy. Um, so, you know, your cut repository is a Git repository. And if you're able to host a Git repository somewhere on your system or online somewhere, um, you can start collaborating with CART. So, you know, at Cordits, we'll be building our own um, uh, support for um, CART hosting. Um, and, you know, we'll bring our expertise around GIS and, and how you work with spatial data. Um, but there are some differences in how you, you know, because there are differences in how you want to work with spatial data versus um, things that are mostly um, text and, and files. Um, but cut repositories are still just Git repositories, and there are lots of different ways of hosting Git repositories just with a, a simple Git remote, or you know there are other other bits of software out there. And our attention is that everyone should be able to do this, um, you know, cheaply and easily, um, and in lots of different ways that work with them. So if you've got your hosting sorted, all you need to do is set up some basic authentication, um, and uh, then you should be able to start um, pushing and pulling data around. Oh, that's that's really awesome. Thank you so much for that. So you did talk about uh, QGIS earlier, and I found a, a card plugin for QGIS, right? And could you uh, tell us how that worked? Because apart from someone using um, the command line tool, uh, the card, right, they could easily use QGIS from my understanding. So so people that, you know, would rather use this approach, how, how you know, do they go about this? And also uh, a very second question to that is, is there a plan to support other uh, GIS software apart from QGIS? Yes, yes, we do have a QGIS plugin, um, and that's really great. It lets you work with cart repositories directly within QGIS. Um, it's still a pretty early release, uh, and we'll be putting a lot more work into QGIS soon, um, but it's still pretty great to be able to clone. Um, that's to get a copy from your online source um, and create branches and commit changes directly within QGIS. Um, the plugin also supports some other advanced features like the uh, spatial filtering of cut rep repositories. So yeah, QGIS is a great project and, and we're very keen to support it uh, going forward. Beyond QGIS, yes, we are definitely looking to uh, add support for as much software as possible. Uh, so for example, we're looking at um, publishing an FME transformer. Um, but there's a whole range of software out there that we're, we're very keen to see support um, cart and to give you a really good user experience um, within the software itself. Um, and, and basically make it uh, bring you closer to the tools so that you can um, start to use cart as part of your normal workflow. And again, that's part of, you know, you mentioned before about the graphical user interface um, and desktop app option. Um, 
being able to do some of those tasks within QGIS also means that you don't need to um, you don't need to learn too much about the nuts and bolts of how um, Cart works under the hood as a command line interface, um, because we'll work with the you know the the QGIS workflows that um, that you're already familiar with and with a with a few small additions. Okay, cool. So so Cart is is an open source. Uh project right so meaning that other people can contribute to it so he, and it's also in active development because i did check uh, github and i you know the, the last commit was quite recent so is there any way that people can um you know jump on this and contribute uh, and what languages are used for for building cards so that maybe people can have an idea of that yeah there's there's lots of ways to contribute um yeah, and it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to see on uh, GitHub the um the you know there's lots of forks and stars and you know evidence that people are getting some value out of it. Um, I think the first way to contribute is to is to give it a give it a try, go out and use it, um, and to let us know your experience. So it's really um it's really great to hear from people who are um getting um, value out of it. I think some of the best stories are you know we're here on Twitter where someone's you know it saved their bacon because uh, their software crashed, but they're able to recover their changes. Um, uh, easily out of their um, out of their um, cart repos. So that's always good. That's the sort of thing that we're trying to we're trying to do. Um, but it's also good to hear about you know things that didn't quite work out as well. So talking about it, showing other people, um, writing about it is another way to get involved. Um, if you want to start getting involved in the actual code, um, there's lots of bugs and features we'd love to see. Um, <clears throat> you can jump on the GitHub page and have a look um, at some of the issues. And I think we try and tag some issues that are like good starting points as well. But I mean, yeah, it's an open source project. So if there's some burning feature in your mind that you want to get done, um, you can absolutely come in and do it. Um, we uh, most of the code is Python, so um, you know there's, there's Python working with various uh, libraries under the hood. Um, so um, you know Python's a pretty accessible language and 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 fairly well used in in the industry. So hopefully the barrier to getting started is fairly low. But even things like um, writing documentation is, is is one area that um is really valuable to us and tutorials and, and that sort of thing. Um, we're lucky to have a, a Google Summer of Code contributor um, this year, um, Amal uh, Thundil, who did some great work around improving the command line like help and um, and the documentation as well. So that's that, those little we call them sort of quality of life improvements where. Um, they make it easier to use and easier for other people to get started, and those can really accelerate the project. Awesome, that's that's really uh, good. Good to hear. Well, we I think we are going to add the link to to the GitHub repository uh, in the show notes as well. Yes, and um, and let us know about it on uh, if you if you're using it. Let us know on Twitter at um, Cat for Data. So um, Cat for Data is our Twitter handle. So yeah, let us know there. All right. Awesome. Awesome. What, what what's your roadmap? What's expected for the future? I mean, you did mention that you know if people uh, think that there's a feature they they might want to to add, they could um, put out on GitHub. So what? Um, I bet you already have like a roadmap things that you want to add. Is that something you might want to share with, with the listeners? Yeah, we have some of the roadmap on the on the cartproject.org um, website. Um, what we're working on right now is support for point cloud and terrestrial lidar data. Um, so I mentioned before that card is primarily vector data at the moment. Um, you we're looking to extend that at the moment. So we know there's an awful lot of research and, um, activity happening around LIDAR at the moment. Um, and we see card as a, as a pretty good container format for being able to push and pull those around as, as well. Um, and we'll be, um, moving to, um, raster, you know, so aerial and, um, Aerial satellite um, imagery and gridded um, 
data as well um, soon as well. So the idea is you can have all your vector, raster, and point cloud data um, all together in one place, and you can push and pull those changes around too. Beyond that, you know, we're looking at um, how we support files and documents better. Um, you know, I'd like to I'd like to be able to see be able to um, include your processing scripts um, along with your the data, you know, the source data, so you can do full reproducible uh, pipelines uh, for your changes. Um, another thing that is sort of important to the GIS world um, in a way that isn't quite so important for sort of the code world are things like um, formal metadata. So ISO metadata standards and, and licensing of your data as well. So um, we have some of that stuff built in already, but we want to improve how it's handled so that you can um, much more easily manage your um, metadata <clears throat> and your licensing information around your data as well. So, you know, you get a lot of surety around the quality and use of your data, um, uh, both internally and externally. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, so, uh, so as a quick summary, you know, card is, is, I think it's an amazing, um, software. It's an amazing project that that's going on there. Uh, I'm sure it's going to, um, gain the momentum that it should, uh, with time. And, you know, like I mentioned before we started the, the poll I did on Twitter, I believe that after this episode, a lot of people are going to hear about it and, and hopefully start, start using it. And, and with time, we're going to see that increase, um, in the adoption of, of card for you know version control of, of just special data, yeah, certainly will. I'm I'm really um really thankful for this opportunity to uh, to share card as well, and um I too am excited. I think I think um we've got a a really good project here that um that can help people work better with their data, um reduce you know how much time they have to spend um doing um, data management tasks and and give them more opportunities and, and new ways to build. Um, with the data they have, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think uh, like the the fact that it supports different uh, already existing GIS data formats, and and the, the possibility of also uh, connecting to a Postgres uh, Post GIS database, I think that's that's also really uh, really brilliant. So, say someone want, wants to uh, maybe get in touch with you or in touch with the team, or you know, just wants to know more about uh, the project, how how uh, can they do that? Um. Let's see. Um, via Twitter, um, I'm trying to think what works for generally. So Twitter, if you're on Twitter, um, is easy. Um, GitHub, if you're on GitHub, um, or email at um, email at hamish.campbell at coordinates.com, I guess. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'll be sure to, to add that to the show notes. Thank you once again, Hamish, for, you know, for being here and talking about card. Um, it was a pleasure. Uh, I hope uh, you know people get to to use and explore card and start you know in- integrating it into the um, GIS workflow. Oh, that's no, just absolutely. Thank you very much, and uh, and thank you for having me on your uh, podcast, and, and have a great day. <laughs>